watching big kids in full effect, man. Yeah, I'ma kick it with these bow in second show. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hon? What's the 411, I got it going on, Hey, yo, I got it going on. Welcome what's to the Pickleball 411. I am Coach Big, along with... Coach Debbie. And today we're going to talk about... Well, before I say it, um, I watched uh, a dear friend of mine who um, was struggling with a certain shot. And uh, I had him on camera. And I was like, I can teach you how to fix that shot. And then he said, please do so. So we're going to talk about it on the podcast. It is the legendary flick. So we're going to talk about the flick today. So would you like to start us off? Are you going to get any flack for the flick? Uh, Tomato, tomato, I guess. Um, Okay, so the flick shot. Yes. Flick shot to me is like probably in the top three of the harder shots to hit in pickleball yes um it's a shot that's usually used sort of for a speed up and it's a shot that in my humble opinion is much easier to execute on the forehand side than it is on the backhand side then i've got a few thoughts about that i'll talk about later but um yeah it's a it's a nice and it's it's served well disguised Yes. So it's all about situational. There are times where the ball is slightly hit high, but not high, high. And people just go for it too early or they're lunging at the ball to try to go for it. So that's not the right time to go for the flick. You want to go for the flick when the ball, when you're set more and you are don't have to move enough to where you're lunging. And that's when the flick comes into mind because, as you stated, um, especially on the backhand wing, in order to have a good flick, you need to be able to get under the ball. And if the ball's too low, you're not going to be able to flick it enough. Yeah, um, with the flick, and you know, I'm just throwing it out there. It's sort of in my mind, it should be a finishing shot. Right. You know, it's one of those things. It's like if you're going to do an Ernie, you probably that should be a finishing shot. Or an ATP, that should be the finishing shot. So um, you got to kind of go, in in my mind, you got to have the approach that this is my finishing shot, my opportunity to end it here. Yeah, that's well said. Yes. So um, I'm just going to kind of go the technical route of what I think. Yes, go ahead and cover the forehand. So um, on the forehand side, I'm a big advocate of using a continental grip, but... There's always a butt, right? A little bit of adjustment. I think that you need to go a little tweak to the right. If you're a righty, you're going to go a little into the eastern grip, but not completely there. You're not fully committed to eastern. You're not com- fully committed to continental. You're going to be a little bit over. Because if you go too big to where you're fully over on an eastern, it's it's readable. You know, I you can read it. You're going, ah, I see what you're up to. Whereas you can stay a little closer to the continental, but get a little bit over there. You're going to be able to make that brush up because this is going to be a roll. It's going to be a topspin roll. And part of the disguise is in a dinking, uh, a dinking uh, uh, movement, you're going to dink a little bit of a topspin dink. And then you're looking for that time when they get a little bit of air on there. And now that's when you're going to go ahead and attack. And what you need to do is, like you said, you want to be balanced. You don't want to be reaching, reaching. Yes. But then again, you don't want the ball to play into you. Exactly. So you need you got to find the Goldilocks, you know, perfection 
area that you can, you know, your arm is just right. You're a little bit, and you're going to drop the paddle a little lower, and you're going to brush and roll up on it while you accelerate. You're going to accelerate and, and, as they say, a speed up. Yes, when people fall for the bait is when the ball is floating, and they think that the ball is going to come in a little more, and it ends up dying. So now they're committed to that shot, and then they end up missing the shot. So yeah. that's uh, when they mess up the most, for this, sure. This is a shot that, that's best served with patience. Yes. You're going to need to get into a dink rally. And like I said, like rolling topspin dinks, you know, not dead dinks, you know, something with a little spin on it. And moving them side, you know, forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, and kind of get them, you know, at kind of relax. Oh, this is what we're doing. And then, bam, that's when you get them. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, a little bit of a tip before I uh, cover the backhand is sometimes it's not there to roll. So that's when you just want to punch it back or you want to hit middle of the court and hopefully they pop up the ball high enough in order for you to get that backhand flip. Right. Flick. Yeah. So on the backhand wing is as you stated, you really don't want to get the continental grip because your uh, wrist is sort of locked and you can't get under the ball enough. So you want a, a little bit of an eastern continental type so you can brush the ball from low to high and really get under the ball. So that's what you want to do on the backhand wing. A lot of people, as you stated, they use the eastern fully and the paddle's facing up. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a given what they're going to do. So, But with a continental, they also can't really flick it either because the wrist is locked. So they have to do a mix. If I can interject a little bit, yeah, with a with a backhand flick with a continental grip, and like I said, I'm a full advocate of continental ninety percent of the time. The problem with that is the tendency with a continental on the backhand side when you go to flick, you want that wrist to be going up and not rolling back, and there's a tendency with the grip on a backhand side that your hand will will tend to roll back. So you're trying to counteract that by maybe you know moving that grip a little bit more to an eastern back end that means you're gonna if you're a righty you're gonna get that knuckle top knuckle to go a little bit more to the left of the paddle right and that is why the ball needs to be on a, a little higher because you should be on a continental grip period and then when it comes to the flick you need time to switch the grip mm -hmm. to an eastern so that's why it's uh better to hit it when the ball is slightly above the net so you can reach over and have time to change yeah and I'm, I'm just gonna throw this out here I, I wish i could claim it but it's not me but you know i'm always reading and researching and when i just picked this up a couple of weeks ago one of the best ways to think of a backhand flick is a frisbee you know how you throw a frisbee and the kind of that motion that with the wrist yes it's that motion so hopefully that helps our listeners to kind of get an idea of it and also you can also you know get the the not only the, the the hand motion but you're going to have the hip and shoulder rotation with it it's going to add that extra oomph so it can be the finishing shot yes so <clears throat> to this friend i'm hope i hope that uh he listened enough to sort of pick up uh just because he adds a quote-unquote weapon doesn't mean know. i'm he afraid has, let's he has go the headphones on, so, so uh not not fearful at all but uh hopefully this helps the listeners and this is one of the top three shots that you should definitely have along so in my opinion it's uh third shot drops dinks and then the put away which is the flick those mm -hmm. are the shots that you need in order to be 
in the higher level games. Well, yeah, and like like we said, you know, there's the basic shots that you need, and then as you're starting to to come up and start to develop your game, you're going to need to add those shots. The flick shot, it's a, it's a pretty shot, but it's also one of those shots that it can be really ugly if you just don't get it right. But yeah, just remember, drop the paddle come under the ball and the other thing is don't wait on the ball because the tendency is the ball is going to drop on you and now you're that's when you're going to hit the top of the net or in the net so you gotta you gotta when you do it do it like you mean it and you know like i said you don't want to be totally stretched out but you also don't want to wait for it to come into you exactly uh is there anything else you'd like to add before we conclude um no i just was going to talk a little bit about last episode okay go ahead um, I mean, we kind of got off. It's different than what we normally do. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, I think it was well. I think it was well worth the conversation. Also, I'd like to do something on YouTube concerning that match a little bit, and also on YouTube start to bring in our some of the pro plays, so that um, our listeners and our audience can, you know, also share and, and kind of share in some of our thoughts of you know pro plays. Not that we're pros. But um, obviously, some things that we can share that we're seeing there that can help our listeners to improve their games as well. Okay, very nice. And uh, again, if you haven't joined, uh, we're, we're close to doing how-to videos. So it's Pickle Space Ball Space 411. So join and subscribe. Yes, it's uh, going fairly well. Yes. We're getting some subscribers and some hours. And yeah, so it'll get there. It's exciting. So with that, we conclude this episode. Uh, I am Coach Fig along with... Coach Debbie, have a great week. Thanks for listening and see you guys next week.